put the mag on his face. Uh, we are recording now, so two, three, one, go. Here we go. Jag. He's uh, back with Josh. It's been a while, but we are back with uh, some, uh, you know, some action going on. Some pretty exciting action. Let's go. Let's meet our new friend. Is he easy to... Yeah, he's coming in now. Perfect. Hey, uh, how's it going, friend? It's going pretty good. I can't hear you. Maybe he's muted. Can you hear him, Jag? I can't hear you yet, Ajmer. If you're trying to connect, uh, make sure that. Can uh, yep. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, yeah, there Much you are. Better. Much yeah. better. How is the audio now. on this? Because it's the computer one. It, oh, okay. It sounds pretty good to me. Uh, no issues With, here as well. Without plugging it in now. How about now? How is it better? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. I'm nice. good. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you're good, good. How's it going? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I'm Josh. Hi, Josh. And my name is Jag. How's it going, Ajmer? Good. How are you? I'm doing yeah. good as well. I hope uh, we're pronouncing your name correctly, right? It's Ajmer, right? Ajmer, yeah. Perfect. Right. Sounds awesome. good. Where are, we, where are we talking to you from, Ajmer? Toronto. Okay, there we go. Another Canadian. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> and where hey, are you? We're about in Toronto, if I may ask. Sorry, Josh. I'm going to jump the gun here. Oh, you're from Toronto? I live in Juan, yeah. Oh, you live in Juan. I live in East York. No way. Okay. Look at that. Yeah. Stones throw. Stones <laughs> throw. You're in the suburbs. Suburbs, yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty yeah. pretty suburban. We're about an hour away on the highway. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I've been That's to Toronto. It. I've been to Toronto before. It's beautiful. Lots of snow when I went there, though. Yeah. When did you go? In the winter, when there was a lot of snow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and where are you from? I, I'm up here, uh, well, down here from you in North Carolina in America. Oh, there's no snow there. Nah, uh, in no the mountains there is. There's, there's mountains, the mountains. That, uh, out, up here and they have some, uh, some snow. Are you a Tar Heels fan or an NC State fan? Uh, neither. I'm from Florida originally, so I uh, cheer You're a Gators it, fan? Uh, no, Seminoles? Wrong, wrong again. Wrong again. Uh, hurricane? There it is. There we go. So you're a hurricane the fan. The okay. That's okay. Uh, Jack, you don't know that either probably. What's, what? have, they had a, have they had a winning season at their football or basketball? Uh, they're, they're more of a football and baseball, but uh, they're pretty good at basketball. Football and baseball. Go. They have a good quarterback. He tore his ACL in the in the in December in the one of the in the games. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember him tearing anything. Did he? Did he really? Yeah, he tore his ACL. Yeah. What was his name? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't You're the Hurricanes fan. I know. <laughs> I just cheer for the team. I don't know their names. Okay. <laughs> I don't have enough time to, you can't, to read you all can't about it. someone from Toronto know more about the Hurricanes. That, exactly. that, that is a very saying. good question. That is what I was saying. This is you a have very to, good question. You're correct. You have to delete this from the podcast. So. <laughs> too too bad we're no. already recording. Too bad yeah. we're already recording. Yeah. Okay. Matt will like that. He's the uh, producer. He'll, 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 he'll joke around with that one for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I don't know my team. That's crazy. I'm also a yeah. Saints fan. I know I know those guys. I know those guys. Okay, Drew Brees. He's not back, right? He's not coming back? He's not, he's not coming back, but I think he is coming back as like, you know, like a cheerleader coach or something like that. Probably. Okay, so so New Orleans is probably going to be out, and I don't think Tampa can repeat. So I think Atlanta is going to win that division. You think so? 
Hmm. Yeah, they got they got a nice they pick up a nice uh, tight end from okay. Pittsburgh on uh, fourth fourth overall this year. And Matt Ryan, you, you're a sport you're a sports guy, aren't you? I know a little bit of everything. Are you into see this is what you what you guys are saying right now is Greek to me because my football's American football scene is not that strong. But if you happen to be a soccer or or football okay, fan okay. by any chance, then you got me in. Sure. See, the, the, the problem with watching uh, soccer is yeah. that the time zones are off. Oh, I mean, come on, man. You got to, you know. Yeah, you got to be committed. You got to wake up at 7.30 in the morning to watch exactly. some uh, English exactly. Premier League guy. <laughs> to watch it. And, and the Euros just ended, and I'm not sure how much you guys follow it. And it was just an absolute uh, roller coaster. Emotional oh, yeah, I watched stuff. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. I thought yeah. it was uh, so many goals scored, so many penalty kicks. <laughs> Yeah. I think every game went to penalty kicks, every single one. For the, the, the quarter, the playoffs, 100%, yeah. Yeah. The playoffs did. But now, see, Ajmer, nice to have you on the show, and I'll uh, let Matt uh, kick off the episode. I know he's... he's Where's uh, Matt? Is he in here? Oh, no. Sorry. You mean Josh? I thought Matt. I thought Matt showed up. I'm so sorry. Uh, I maybe saw, like, is. a fourth. Matt's the producer. He just pops in and out here and right. there. Oh, there he is. It's like, where's Waldo? <laughs> yeah. So, Ajmer, tell me a little bit about your teacher work. You, you teach the children? I teach the children, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've never heard of uh, things like that. You work it with the kids? You tell them things, the they learn things? I work with the children. <laughs> All right. Um, what do you teach them? So, yeah. So, a little bit about me. I've been an elementary school teacher for about 15 years now. Okay. And uh, since the pandemic started, I also started to work as, at a COVID-positive shelter here in Toronto as a frontline worker. And uh, from that, I was inspired to make my own uh, T-shirt line, hashtag vaccinated, okay, and, uh, and uh, start writing a blog about my experiences because I find that, um, you know, I, I, I find that our, our collective understanding of what it means to be unhoused to live in poverty, uh, not necessarily have your voice represented. Um, I've, uh, I, yeah, I just felt compelled to tell their stories of, of through my experiences working at the shelter. And that's how the t-shirt company came about. And that's how the blog came about. And, and, and sorry, so, so you said you work at the COVID front. Now, does that mean you were uh, like vaccinating people? No, I worked okay. with, so what happened was when, when uh, uh, people who are unhoused or uh, homeless, okay. uh, when, they, when they contract COVID, you need to right. isolate. Otherwise, okay. the, the, the virus spreads. Yeah. So in, in Toronto, the Toronto city uh, uh, leased a number of yes. hotels across the city yeah, 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 yeah. For, for clients to shelter, isolate yeah. during their 14 yeah. to 28 uh, day period. Day so period, I, work yeah. what's con- I work what's considered a frontline worker or a peer support worker, someone who supported them during their time there, uh, whether, uh, you know, supporting them emotionally or whether it was something they required, but just being a, a presence in the, in the shelter uh, to meet their needs. That's okay. crazy. So they they rented yeah. hotels, and then it was a COVID. yeah. They leased hotels. The, they leased. So the, the the most sick people in the world all concentrated in one hotel. Is that like a recipe for like a super virus or something like that? 
Well, no, no. <laughs> I mean, because they're all no. there, just like in the, uh, you know, how yeah, they, you know, so, it spread in the cruise ships. Was it the same sort of kind of a thing where everybody had no, to stay in their own no. rooms? It's hard for me to explain to people, but during the height of the of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I was more safe in the shelter than I was in the rest of the world, okay. because every every aspect of the building, there was levels of security and safety protocol in the entire building. Mm-hmm. So, okay. like for example, let's say a client wanted to go to smoke. If a client wanted to go for a cigarette, he would have to call our office. We would. Put on. We would have our masks on the entire time, but on top yeah. of it, we put on a, we put on a face shield, shield yeah. and then we go and pick up the client. One client per elevator. We get the elevator. We take them down. They would be in a, in a, assigned space. Like right. it'd be an open space, but just assigned. Yeah. And they would have to smoke. They walk around. They enjoy their day. And then when they're ready to go out, we take them up. And that one elevator was for clients only. Then we had an elevator for staff. And then there were floors that were just for clients and floors just for staff. If I had to go into a client's room, I would have to wear the mask, the face shield, and then I would have to wear a gown Mm -hmm. with gloves. And then when we come out, we would have to get rid of all of that, sanitize. So there was a lot of safety protocol in place to keep not not only ourselves safe, but keep clients safe amongst themselves i hear you how long how long was that process when somebody wanted to smoke a cigarette let's just say 10 people wanted to smoke a cigarette right around the same amount of time oh, how long that's does that take for that 10 that's, person that's a reality that person already quit smoking <laughs> by then right he's like screw this i'm not smoking anymore yeah this is, yeah. process takes way too long it's like the best cure-all yeah, well you know <laughs> You know, um, the, the, the shelters were, have been very well staffed. Okay. So, so on any given shift, there'd be six or seven of us. And how working. many elevators in the, in the thing? So we have three elevators, one for three. clients. Uh, one, yeah, okay. one for clients. And one person yeah. per elevator. At, like one person can use the elevator at a time, right? Yeah. So the, yeah. the protocols changed over the course of the pandemic. pandemic when yeah. we first started, when we first started, and the, the, the information about the virus was very new, we yeah. would have like two to three clients in an elevator. As the months progressed, as the months progressed, uh, we, uh, you know, new data came out. Uh, yeah. It went to one per client. Right. Was, and was, yeah. yeah, go, go Jared. No, no, I was just going to say, so So these are all the unhoused people that you're working with. And um, uh, Josh, your question might should come before this, but I'd just like to say, so hearing their stories and everything kind of motivated you to start a blog and everything. Start Again, a blog, start a teacher yeah. business, yeah. Okay, and we'll get to that, but I'll let uh, Josh finish his question first. Josh, go ahead. Uh, I lost my train of thought on exactly what that question was because it was <laughs> going with the flow of whatever it was. Yeah. It had something to do with... Uh, you know, it only being like one elevator one at a time and how long it was taking. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, oh, yeah, I, what I was going to say, did the, did the regulations, this, this, this is what it was. I'm sorry. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it back. Uh, were the regulations that you, uh, that changed, were they because you guys uh, started to notice with the data coming in that not very many people were getting super, super sick? No. So the the, the regulations came from, from uh, government, right? So as the, more data was coming right. in about how the virus was spreading and what was required for these sh- for the shelters to keep everyone safe, the regulations were changing. So for example, that the face shield I was mentioning to you, yeah. Yeah. we when we first started, we, we only used one face shield per shift. So when we came to the office, we, hang, we hung it up, 
when there was a call, when we had to go into a client's room or quiet client needed support, we take that same face shield, wipe it off with sanitizer and go. As the months progressed, they realized like, Hey, you know, that's not safe. You can't bring yeah. that face shield into the office. If it's had, if it's been used on client floors. So right. now we've gone from one face shield per shift to one face shield per client interaction. Holy. A lot of face so, shields. Yeah. So it's, Gotta buy, a stock lot of face shields. Face shields. gotta buy stock. Oh my God. <laughs> and then, <laughs> exactly. And then discarding yeah. them is going to be an issue as well. And like, then we had to discard and then we discard yeah. them. Correct. Hmm. So, uh, but this is, this is where the data is really important because they realized, Hey, it's the virus is, uh, is transmitting in, in different ways as yeah. we originally had thought. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's changed quite a bit. What were okay. the ways and, that, and it, that they were changing? Sorry. Oh, you go. Yeah. You go. No, you no, no, so just no, like you... that. So uh, when uh, the, the face shields changed, uh, we had to change protocol in the sense that when we went on every floor, we had like PPE and hand sanitizers and all of the things, gloves on the elevator floors. Yeah. And then, and then they realized, you know what, we need to put them in a separate place where, where uh, peer support workers can go and change in a more private area right. because, you know, if clients are coming, it might contaminate whatever you're putting on. So Obviously. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how, how, well, how lucrative is, uh, like, how, how crazy is it that, ludicrous, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. How ludicrous is it that we use face shields or face garments and we don't have a specific garbage can here in the U.S. is what I'm talking about, where you put the biodegradable kind of all of the face shields in this so that it can we be don't either. We, we see them on the floor, on people's counters, shield, you know, face uh, masks are everywhere. They got to be the dirtiest things in the entire thing you know what i mean you right? know because they're not cleaning them when I, you know this the, the the virus feels like it's been a long time but really one year is it's in its infancy and so i think what's happening is that we're we're learning about all of this and i wouldn't be surprised in a couple of months if some business person figures out uh-huh there's a there's a lucrative idea for me where i can create something to recycle all this trash that's coming from it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the in the pipes or it's gonna come because oh my god, someone yeah you don't know oh where people god. are disposing of those masks. You know, yeah. you, you never know. How dare you? No, yeah, yeah. So, Josh, I actually had a question regarding this. Is uh, by the way, if anybody listening to this right now, and even you, Ajmer, me and Josh have recently started partnering up and doing this podcast together. So there might be instances where we are talking over each other, but we're just trying to work on that. Um, so, you know, the more we do it, the better we get at it. But one thing which I wanted to ask you is, is getting back to the point where you were spending time with these unhoused people. And obviously you were opening up to them as you were, you know, traveling with them, taking them out for a fag and everything. Um, how did the idea come as like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm exposing myself not only potentially to the virus, but to some amazing content ideas here, to some stories. Let's create a blog out of it. How did that process, how did that process happen? You know? So uh, um, in my position, we spend a lot of time with the clients, okay. a, lot, a lot of time. Totally. And part of that is just organically, you're building relationships, right. you're building trusting trusting relationships and the relationships are really important especially because a lot of the not a lot but as a, a, a percentage of them are substance users 
And so in the shelter, in the shelter, we don't judge. And so it's because it's, wait a minute it's, now. It's, it's, a, it's like an accepting environment you're saying. And, and I'll, and I'll tell you why, because okay. the objective is for them to remain isolated, right? Mm. We don't want clients to feel that, Hey, I can't be, I can't substance. It's an addiction, right? So right. it's so not they, like they can, they can drink beers like they can turn and, have... on and, off and say, well, I'm not going to use it here. I'm going to use it here. It's an, it's an addiction. They're yes. dealing with trauma and pain. So, so when clients come, it's a safe space and we have a harm reduction team mm-hmm. that okay. supports them. So if they're, if, if they're substance using, and this is where the relationship part comes, they'll like notify us like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of using, um, I just want to let you know if you can come and check on me every half an hour or can I, is it okay if I use, we have what's called an OPS room where it's a safe, it's a safe room where they can use. And one of us, two of us along with a nurse sit with them while, while they, while they do while, the business. Yes. And make sure that they're safe. We have yeah. oxygen masks, everything. So the relationship part of my job is intricate in order for, for the clients to be safe and ensure that their, their well being is met. So through that, through that, through the interactions, you start to build relationships because the clients are there 14 to 28 days and you're yeah. with them eight hours a day. Like our, our jobs is, hundred percent client based like my job as a peer support worker is client based right and so you build relationships i share stories they share stories we connect uh, you know as a teacher we had uh we had a number of children there we had a number of children there and i started a a, a classroom for them and so but I wouldn't have started the classroom if i hadn't built the relationship and realized that there's something there's a there's a gap they're yeah. bored. They're, 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 they don't feel engaged. They feel isolated. So that's yeah. where the relationship comes very importantly. Now back, sorry, back to your question. Like, does it affect the, was your question? Does it affect me? No, I didn't have that question. Oh, no, no. Question. Sorry. Your question was, how did I, how did I get to the blog? Sorry. Yes, I, yeah. I rambled off on that. Yeah. So what, what happened was that um, I got my vaccine in January and February as a frontline worker. I got it really early. quite early. Yeah. Quite early. Yeah. And so just a little bit of background about me uh, pertaining to your question. I'm from Afghanistan. I'm a, I'm, I'm a byproduct of, of, I'm a refugee and what's happening in Afghanistan right now. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of war, there's chaos um, and they don't have access to the vaccine. They don't. And, oh, they don't. and not just Afghanistan, there's um, developing countries all over the world. The way we have it in Canada, accessible in Canada and the United States, it doesn't exist in everywhere else in the world. So when I got my vaccine in February, my second one, yeah. and you know, I, I don't know if either one have had you you've had the vaccine, but there's one day where you don't, you're just, you, you got a mild flu. So you're home, you're yeah. home and you have nothing but time to think and reflect. And yeah. I was just sitting in bed and just reflecting how grateful I am that I vaccinated and I had a sense of relief. I had yeah. a sense of relief. Yeah. And I just thought, and I just thought about, well, how, how can I take my experience with the clients, the stories they've told me and what I've experienced and combine that with using my my narrative as a way to bring awareness. Okay. And I just, and I just thought, you know what, let me 
T-shirts is a great is, is a great way. Our, our clothes are politics. I always say that, right? Yeah. Whatever we wear represents what we think, right? Whether you yeah. wear a sports jersey or you wear no no nothing, yeah, it, it speaks to who we are. It's part of our identity. It does, yeah. And I just and I and I'm just looking on social media, seeing how proud people are about being vaccinated. You know, I'm sure you've seen on social media, everybody posting their social Insta media. filters about yeah. COVID vaccinations. It's all right. I'm just so yeah. proud of how they feel. I just thought, you know what? Why don't I make a T-shirt where people can wear it proudly? But yeah. at the same time, it's a, it's, it's a way to start healthy conversations about the vaccine inequities, right. but also, also the, the stigma around the vaccine. Like, I, I really think the way we... The way we have, the way we we engage with each other in a more healthy way, as opposed to this divisiveness we see, is that we need to start listening to each other, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and 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 have conversations, I think like so. just conversations. No matter what like side, what side of the of the coin you 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 exist, we still gotta meet in the middle and say, okay, I acknowledge you, you acknowledge me. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what I hope. That's what I hope ultimately this the hashtag vaccinated brand and blog bring about. Well, that's a, that's good because I'm an I'm not I'm not an anti-vaxer, but I'm not a vaxer no. per se. Yeah, I'm you're a, opposed. I don't like the phrase anti-mask anti-vaxer. Yeah, I, it's yeah, I'm so not negative. sure exactly. I'm not sure exactly what to call myself that I don't uh, necessarily feel totally trusting of the government pushing this vaccination so strongly when the evidence of the death rates is not as high as it was projected to be before. There are flu, influenzas that have caused more deaths. Um, you know, yeah. not saying that it's not going to continue to happen because obviously with the Delta variant yeah. and all these other variants that are going to be coming through, yeah. eventually by when it's all said and done, probably coronavirus was the most deadliest, you know, virus yeah. that we've ever had. But you know, up to this point, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit weary. And my question to you is, do you believe that they are going to make this vaccine mandatory eventually at some point, whenever, whenever the 25% that is not going to get vaccinated just I, refuses to I get vaccinated? Hope, I hope not. Mm -hmm. I hope not. I really think your body, your choice. We live in a digital age now where information is is fluid and it's yeah. available in abundance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we 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 all have a choice of saying, okay, this is this this information I accept, this I don't. I I put into the blender with my lived experiences and I spit out a decision. We do that a million times a day. Okay. I do don't think, think there should be, be an exception. Do you think that it will? I be? yes. Or I no? don't. Well. Okay. Well, you live in the United States. I live in Canada. Yeah. The, the, the politics are totally different. Not necessarily. Our, some, our... some, some like California is a lot like Canada. You know, there are, there are certain states that are a lot like Canada, just not as, you know, Canada yeah. is united. But, as our, far as... But, but our political structure is different. Yes, sir. Our political yep. structure is, is, is very different. Yep. So, um, I don't think in Canada, I don't think it's going to become mandatory. Yeah. Our, uh, our, our premier, uh, Doug Ford, has come out and said it's not going to be mandatory. And here's the thing with, here's the thing with, with it. No matter, no matter what, we're going to have a percentage that will remain unvaccinated. This is, this is, Always. Always. this, is, this yeah. is the unspoken truth. 
we have to learn to adapt and coexist with each other. We have to learn to adapt and coexist with each other and do our very best to respect our, collect our individual boundaries, right? Yeah. So somebody, I'll, I'll give you an example. Go ahead. Sorry, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, no, you go. You go. Finish. Like, Finish yeah, your thought. So, so for me, I have, I have friends like, like, uh, like you, Josh, who, who have no interest in getting vaccinated. I'm totally, oh, okay. I totally accept that. But when I, when I spend time. Uh, oh, I think your audio yeah, went out. I think your audio went out, Ajmer. You must have unplugged or something. Yeah. Something happened. I can't hear you now. Jiggle it. Hit the computer. Maybe try it. Yes, yeah, perfect. It's back. There it's back. Go. Yeah. Must just be a so when I meet, with, I, meet with, I meet with friends that, who choose not to get vaccinated, that's their decision. Yeah. And we'll meet up, but I have boundaries, right? So my boundaries is I wear a mask. I wear a mask. If you can wear a mask and let's meet outside, right? So yeah. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying to them, hey, we're, you and I stand on different ends of this. Let's, let's, let's not even meet. Do you give I, them a free t-shirt? Let's find a compromise. Do you give those anti-vaxxers, huh? do you give anti-vaxxers a free t-shirt? <laughs> Just give it to them for free, make them wear it for a day? Yeah, <laughs> anti-vaxxers wear your T-shirt. Why not? I would love to wear it. Well, you should, I'd be, I'd you should be get one. You should get I'd be a liar. People would ask me, have you been vaccinated? You should pick I would one up. Say no. Hey, Ajmer, like I wanted to ask you a question about this. It's like the world is uh, polarized enough already. You know, uh, by the way, like I got all of my, uh, not all, like two of my doses fully vaccinated. Yeah. yeah, you're done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I would do the same thing if I was in your situation. If uh, a lot of my friends, uh, they don't believe in the vaccine and everything. I have no problem with that. You know, I'm absolutely uh, very welcoming of their opinions and what they need to do. But whenever I'm meeting with them, I make sure that I'm socially distancing myself, wearing the mask and everything, you know. Now, two things that come to my mind here. Uh, Number one, as I was saying, polarization already exists in the world and it existed before COVID as well. You know, do you think, first of all, this, this vaccine, people getting it, people not getting it is going to increase that gap of polarization? Because the answer you gave that you have no problem with people who don't want to vaccinate, the world doesn't work that way. It's, it's like a textbook answer. It's like a bookish answer. In an ideal world, yes, nobody would have any problem. But unfortunately, the world doesn't work like that. And you know this better than me. So... You see, you see people like there, there have been instances in Canada where people have shown their aggression towards people who are not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. People who have like on the Asian communities because people falsely blame them to be the reason for this in the first mm -hmm. place, which is absolutely ridiculous, you know? And my second question to you is, is, uh, is like, don't take it personally or anything. So like wearing a t-shirt oh, no, no, no. says, which says hashtag vaccinated. Do you think that you could be nudging these people who are not getting the vaccine to get vaccinated because now you have a garment, you're spreading that message, you're carrying it around. Well, uh, my, my question to you is that what, what, what is represented in the media? A very small percentage of the extreme from both sides. Yeah. A very small percentage of the extreme from both sides. I would say the majority are like Josh, who is willing to listen, is willing to have a dialogue but yeah. at the same time says, hey, not for me. I'm glad you got it. I'm not getting it. That's it. The aggression, yeah. the aggression I, I find happens more online. Like I, I posted something um, a couple of months ago on uh, TikTok where it's just a picture of a really, really long line in Toronto of people getting right. vaccinated. That's all I posted. I must have, 
I must have gotten 33,000. It felt like that. 33,000 comments wow. where it was from both sides just yelling at each other. At each other. Not, not to you, but with each other. Not with, not with me. With, okay. Correct. Okay. And, and nobody, not nobody one of them. Nobody ever agrees on different ideologies. Not, nobody yeah. ever does. But never. even we'll never agree. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we have to be willing to listen. That's we true. have to be willing yeah. to listen. You know, I have a, a lot of compassion for many, many people who choose not to get vaccinated because when you actually listen to them, it makes sense. Okay. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. When we look at, when we look at the history of medicine and science and how it's uh, abused and exploited marginalized groups and communities, right? And if you come from a marginalized group, whether it's indigenous uh, African-American or, or black where they've been sterilized. It's been, uh, it's been used as a form of racism when yeah. there's so, when there's, when, when, when marginalized groups, we're asking them to trust a system that has exploited them. Like let's, let's be, let's be mindful, right? If you're from yeah. the medical community, if you're from the science community, like you need to acknowledge that before yeah. you can have a conversation with someone from the yeah. BIPOC community, you need to acknowledge the historical injustice. And so I've, I've met people who, who, who don't want to get it because they don't trust medicine. Yeah, and I they think uh, what, one of the other one of the other arguments as well is if you got the vaccine, yeah, then you are protected from getting it. So why the the the, See, the it doesn't work that the, way? Then you're still then you're still worried about catching the vaccine, even though you got the vaccine. That's one of the arguments that comes on this side. I understand why. I understand okay. because it doesn't that's fully like protect you. It just it's an it's a it's an extra layer of uh, security that you can give your body not to catch think the, of, think the of disease the, but think it's of the vaccine like proof it's not foolproof think of the vaccine like a toddler okay a toddler you buy them 3 month old diapers yes yeah. by the time they're 8 months old the toddler's bigger now you have to adapt and get a new diaper that's what's happening with the vaccine the vaccine is changing and mutating. And, it, and, it, and if we consider the, sorry, the virus is changing and mutating. And if we look at the vaccine as a diaper, well, the diaper that fit us six months ago is now no longer fitting us because our bodies have changed just like the virus. The virus is continuously changing. We don't have enough data on the virus because it's continuously mutating. All we can do all we can do is try and, and keep ourselves safe. That's all we can do with, with the new information that comes out. Isn't, yeah. it, isn't there something to be said for your own immune system, though, adapting to the newly created viruses that are, obviously was not created in a lab, right? If it happened in nature, it happened in nature. Then yeah. shouldn't we have yeah. more, uh, is homeopathic, is that, does that sound like it means from the earth, like herbal? From the earth, yeah, more, herbal, more yeah. natural, uh, yeah, yeah, more natural defense versus a vaccine that comes from a from a lab, basically. Okay, Should we so, fight biological with biological and from a lab, from a lab? Is that is that why we're pushing the vaccine? Did it come from a lab? That's another question. Well, vaccines are not new. I mean, like when I first came to Canada, I don't know if you guys have this in America, 
but we have this yellow immunization card. Do you have the yellow immunization cards? I mean, I know I have it here, but I'm not yeah. sure about the US. So yeah, when you come as an immigrant not, or you not. come here to Canada as a, as a refugee, you have to prove that you have X, Y, and Z vaccines taken oh. before you come to Canada. So for, for, for many of us, vaccinations are not new. It's yeah. not the way, yeah. the way it's being politicized and heightened. Uh, it's, this is the, the, the exploitation of it is new, but the existence of vaccines are not. Think about, think about all the diseases you might have now if it wasn't for vaccines, right? Yeah. There's, there, there, it, it's, I mean, what's new is, like you said, is the polarization of it. Is exactly. the politicization of it. Exactly. The See, vaccines have always existed. They've always I'm, existed. I'm big into reading scientific journals and everything. That's my background, actually. I come from a very big data science and all of that. So, I mean, thanks to Dr. Bering, we don't have diphtheria anymore. Thanks to the vaccine and everything, you know. And, and at that, that time when things were being rolled out, there's always these two groups that form, two schools of thoughts and everything. But my uh, view was, with that is good, because the more challenging opinions you have, the more it will drive you to produce a better product. I was expecting something similar in this uh, area as well. What happened, unfortunately, is more chaos rather than challenging opinions and progress, more chaos has been generated. And I'm not sure where people are going with this, how it's gonna end because, oh yeah, the, the gap is closing between people who are, you know, who took the first dose are obviously going to go for the second dose as well. But, but the gap between people who have not been vaccinated and people who have received the first dose, it's not reducing at a faster rate, if you know what I mean. It's actually also, also I want to add to that, that there are people that got the first dose and are not getting the second not dose. Not getting the second dose. Exactly. Right. And Why not, are not is, getting the first dose and, Why would they get and the not first getting not the, get the second, second dose. one. Why would they do that? Well, I mean, you can speak better to this. I, I, I don't it. think, <laughs> no, but I'm saying you can speak better to it in terms of the climate, the, the political climate in the United States, because in, in Canada, we are, we're not having that issue at, at, a, at a high rate. Yeah. Our, our issue more in Canada right now is that mixing, we're, right? mixing. Yeah. we're asking people to mix and people are hesitant about mixing, right? Well, so mixing. if they got the Moderna on the first shot, yeah. yeah, so if you got the Moderna, I'm a, under, I'm a mixed one, by the way. Just saying. I, is that? Are you allowed to? You're do a mixed that? one. Yeah. Is so if that you got legal. Yeah. So if you got is that recommended? On the first one, they're saying it's okay. So, yeah. so as you can see, that the conversations you're having in the United States about the vaccine are very different than the ones we're having here, and oh, very yeah. different in every country in the world. In the world, yeah. So, yeah. So we're not. We're not. We're this not sucks because we should all be doing the same exact thing. We're all earthlings, you know, like we should all be doing I'm the saying. same thing. And this is what I'm saying. It's creating a lot of chaos rather than, you know, people coming together and working. But hey, you know, yeah, uh, it's, I mean, a, yeah it's a global pandemic that we're facing. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. And it's going to come with it, a lot of uncertainties. Like we are facing a situation that none of us have ever faced before. And it has just, just, just blown off to extraordinary proportions. And we have no idea how to deal with it. We have no, we have no idea to, to how to deal with it. But like, but like you said, we were already at a heightened place as as a, uh, as a society. Yeah. We were already like so divisive to begin with, and then now you throw in this vaccine. Yeah. On top of it, people are people are losing their employment. They're losing their homes. There's so much stress on on families. There's. Yeah there's this is this is all 
This is all compounded. Yeah. This is all compounded. It is. Well, it just it goes is. to yeah. show how much we didn't communicate in the past. You know, like if we had been communicating normally in as world governments should with each other, they would have come up with a plan together. But the fact is they don't, you know, these people talk to these people. These guys talk to these guys. Those guys aren't allowed to talk to these guys. That's how the world works. Yeah. And that's why what, we have such a variety what, what of is it, treatments for this. What is it like in, share with me, what is the, what's the climate and attitude in North Carolina? Is it like Texas where everything is open and it's free for all? It's getting, the more and more information that comes out, the more and more it turns into Texas and Florida. The more and more people are okay. like masks, think how dirty those masks are. You're asking me to wear a mask, but then they get thrown on the floor. There's nowhere to actually throw them away. That's a biodegradable place. Who wants to pick up masks? They probably have coronavirus. So it's just, it, it seems like we did it. So, we did such a bad job of taking care of the virus that everybody's like, all right, whatever. And then we must have already got it at some point. We might, you know, I think that's what the majority of the mentality is for people is that they've already gotten it in one way yeah. or the other you yeah. know what i mean so so i just you know I, I i was reading an article today uh about the rock the rock he's promoting his new movie oh, okay. and in the article he talks about you know the rock got yeah, yeah, coronavirus yeah, right yeah so the rock got coronavirus and it was interesting what he said in that sentence he said um he said that he got it his his wife got it his kids got it and then his nanny got it and his, his nanny took it to her family and his house and his maid got it and his maid took it to her family. So think about, think about it started with point of contact A mm -hmm. and how quickly it spread. This yeah. is, and this is one family. Yeah. This is one family. That's, that's the scary part about this. That's the scary part, right? I'm, I'm vaccinated. Yeah. And thank God my, my entire family is vaccinated. So for, uh, for the most part, even if we get the Delta variant, God forbid, it's going to be mild compared to, to those who are unvaccinated and get the Delta variant. So, I mean, if I'm thinking about my own kin, my own, my own family, we're good. We're good. Just like most people are. But this is not about us, right, yeah. as individuals. This is us, us as a community and as a collective. Yeah. And so... And so for members of my community who are not getting vaccinated, uh, it's not my responsibility to go, you're being ridiculous. How dare you not get vaccinated? It's just my give them a shirt. You should do bracelets. <laughs> you should just give them bracelets, everybody. I'm vaccinated. Bracelets. Those are cheaper. You get more yeah, ROI, you know? By the way, I would love yeah. to I would love to get my hands on one of your shirts. I, I believe yeah. there's a website or something. Yeah, hashtag vaccinated.ca. Just put 15 off and you get 15% off. There we go. Right. There we go. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. Ready. So I, I think my responsibility is just to use my experiences to tell my story yeah. and share with what I've seen because what I've seen and what I've experienced, 99% of the world hasn't, right? I've been at the, I've been at the doorstep of the virus. I've dealt with clients every, um, uh, for one and a half years who have had the virus. I've seen how the virus takes a hold of the body, what it does, right? I've seen it with my very own eyes. And so all I can do is share my story. And if, if it affects someone, great. If not, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. I appreciate it. I know we're, I like, in, I like I know we're on opposing sides of the argument. We're not on opposing said, sides. No, no, no. Well, not we're opposing not. sides, but 
Kind of. We're exactly yeah. on no. opposing See, sides. You're on that I'll, side. And I'm on this I, side. I like to think of this as a think tank, as Ajmer yeah. was saying. You know, like different opinions, and then we decide what we want to pick, what we want to discuss. Ultimately, you know? ultimately, okay. all of us have to. All of us ultimately have to exist. Yeah. And we're not going to agree on. We don't agree on anything in society as it as it is. This exactly. this has just. This is just at another level. Mm-hmm. I have I have so much. Uh, to be honest with you, I think people that 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 don't get vaccinated or who choose don't to get vaccinated, they yeah yeah right. For you, for example. Well, I just raised you know. I figure you yeah, say something. Go. You you um you 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 are. It's going to be part of your consciousness more than it is for people that are that are vaccinated, right? Well, like, I just wonder, because if you did get the vaccine, like, oh, not the vaccine, if you did get the virus, then yeah. don't you get yeah. antibodies the same kind of same way that you get it from the vaccine? Like you get the antibodies as well, if you had it before. Is it, is it fair had, to say? We've had clients that have come to the shelter three times over the course of the year with the virus. Three and what times. about the vaccinated ones? If you're vaccinated, can you spread it? So If you're vaccinated so and you vac- got COVID? No, what the, what what they're saying is that you can still get it, but at a, a milder reaction. Can the you reaction spread it? Will be mild. Can you spread I, it when you get it? If you got the vaccine, they're saying already. they're saying they're saying no, but the da- there's not enough data on that. You have to understand, like I believe, uh, no, I know it's six months. We're, the the vaccine came out six months, so yeah, so yeah. the findings and statistics and data is evolving. Mm-hmm. Very limited, very limited yeah, yeah. at the moment. Yeah, it had yeah, to, this it had is, to be quick. This is ongoing. Yeah, yeah, this is sure. ongoing. But Josh, I actually wanted to direct a question towards you, if you don't mind. So what is your biggest reason of not trusting the government with this vaccine? Mm, because there's just like, uh, just paying attention to kind of connecting the dots. Like, why are they pushing it so, so much as far as the getting the By vaccine? By pushing it, do you mean like advertising it? Like, go get the vaccine? Like, over for... here, in, they're, they're entering you for like a million-dollar jackpot. They're giving you burgers and fries. They're giving you tickets to the Yankees games. They're giving you, here's a, a enter to win a free car after you get your vaccine. It's just like, what the, in the world? What if they were giving you hurricane tickets? Ooh, ooh, you got me there, baby. You got me there. I'll get, I'll get at least one of those. I'll get at least one of the vaccines. Yeah. yeah. I'm not opposed to it. I, we did. The, have you have had that TikTok trend where you stick a magnet on somebody's arm or something metal and it <laughs> sticks to their arm? Really you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I love have that. I love that? that. Have you seen it? We did it to I my saw. mom. We did it to my mom, and I I I swear on. I got a Bible right over <laughs> <Don't> there. <say> <laughs> it. I swear on the Bible. It Let me try stuck that. to her arm. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Was it a magnet or anything it, with metal? It, it was a magnet. It was a magnet. Oh, it was a magnet. Do you have magnet? I don't have a magnet. You gotta have one on your fridge, buddy. Everybody has a magnet on their fridge. Yeah, I don't want to okay. even go downstairs. I, I want to ask oh, you. Yeah, I want to ask you a question <laughs> too, Josh. Yeah, I, I want to ask you a question. Please. What do you think the government has to gain by by having a virus out there that is r- literally destroying economies, ruining people's lives, and ultimately politicians are the ones that look bad. What yeah, what do de- they have to gain? Well, they're gaining. They, what they want to do is they want to depopulate the planet because there's too many of us taking resources. So they're just gonna try to wipe out the lower half, the ones that aren't making it, and they're just gonna make it incredibly through the vaccine. Those, you think 
through the vaccine. No, so, with the virus. The virus is going to kill off the poor okay. people because they don't have access to the vaccine, right? You just said it yourself. So where are you nope. going to, uh, those people in Bangladesh, when a flood happens and everybody gets uh, coronavirus, where are the vaccines for them? Gone. People in Ethiopia, when, you know, a sinkhole happens and the village goes under, what, you know, what happens there? Gone. Those guys are gone. So like, that's, that, this, you asked me the question, right? So I, yes, this, I did. Yeah, I this did. is I, my answer. Yeah, yeah, no, no, 100%. Uh, yeah, I it's, it's, yeah. I have a, I have a feeling that that, you know, the big companies like Amazon, Bill Gates, like all world governments atop, like the British Empire, um, they're, they're, there's just a very select few of people that are running this entire planet and they're all kind of coming together on a depopulation uh, kind of technique because let's, let's face it, these guys, all they care about is the money. That's all they care about is these guys, the money. Yeah. You know, they could have come out with a, with a way faster vaccine if it wasn't that it had to go through, you know, specific channels. Yeah. Have you and seen Inferno? Have you read yeah. or seen Inferno by Dan Brown? Mm, no, I haven't. I, I, I would I would watch it. I would watch yeah, it. check it out. Exactly what you're saying. Inferno? The engineer Inferno, the engineer of virus to reduce the world population. Something right up there. Yeah, your and then I also know this is a getting the vaccine. Yeah, and then getting the vaccine to answer the second question is because yeah. I feel like it's just like our phones are tracking us and, and they're already doing a good job with this. What a better thing than to, you know, insert a little nanotechnology in there to just kind of keep track of everybody and see what everybody's up to. <laughs> Well, you know what? If they're tracking me, whoever's tracking me, if you're listening, you're you're bored out of your mind. I hope yeah. they're paying you overtime because yeah. they shut your tracker off. They were they they tracked you for like I'm two not, days and they were I'm like, not, all right, we're not. I'm not that entertaining. No, you know no, I'm when it comes to tracking, we're already voluntarily offering an abundance of Very personal so. information. Already, I, so. I I don't know. I don't see what they would do with tracking us. I mean, that's, that's the, the amount of the, the amount of resources that, that goes into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Josh did bring up a point that does that did a little tickle in my mind is, I don't know, Ajumar, if you know, but like, um, uh, like I'm Indian. So some of my extended family still lives there in India. Uh, in India, you have to pay to get the vaccine, hmm. both the doses, you know, so obviously with the the, the wide disparity between the rich and the poor, the poor people can't afford the vaccine for sure. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether to call it politics or whether to call it just genuine bad luck, but how do you see this happening in the East where people just don't have access, just don't have any means to afford the vaccine? Do you think they should be given that as a right or? Yeah, so India is in a, India's a very in, in interesting situation because yeah. uh, after all the uh, being publicized the last couple of months about their limitations, I think Modi's under pressure yeah. to perhaps make the vaccine more readily available. But when you, your question about developing countries, is that, was that your question? Exactly. Yeah. I'd like to yeah. project it on the developing countries. Yeah. Yeah. So developing countries, you know, Africa, the entire continent of Africa, 3% has been vaccinated. The entire continent of Africa. Right. Uh, where I'm from, Afghanistan, maybe 2%, 3%. So the question is why? Well, because the West has a monopoly on the vaccine, right? Are you familiar with Yusuf Nurkic? The uh, basketball player, he, he plays for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, no, but I'll, I will look him okay. up. Okay. So Yusuf Nurkic is from Bosnia. 
Okay. And Bosnia right now, they're struggling with uh, accessing the vaccine. He okay. offered to buy doses for the entire country, for the entire country. And he's not allowed because wow. there's, a, there's, a, there's a monopoly and a patent on the, on the vaccine. So he's not, they won't sell it to him. Yeah. Right. So this is where the vaccine inequity comes for us right. living in Canada and North America. What a what a privilege if we yeah. see it that way to get the vaccine so easily. Yeah. Right. I should, but be, able to, I should world, be able to give my vaccine that I choose not to use on myself I to somebody you, over there. A hundred percent. And I think and I think that's that's exactly what should be happening. Yeah. That if people we should all be assigned vaccines. And if you don't want the vaccine, yeah, you should have a right else. to donate it. To donate it. That's a great Absolutely. idea. Yeah, man. Write that down, baby. Yeah. That's the next t-shirt. Yeah. Donate it if you don't <laughs> want it. If you don't want it, just be like, vaccinate. I don't know. What do, you, what do you do? You go in with like a hashtag. fake arm. You yeah. put like a fake shoulder so that it sucks the vaccine. Then you can like uh, once drip it into your own and then once resell it. Once it touches it. the air, it's, it's done. No. Yeah. I, yeah, I was kidding. Yeah. About that, so, no, I'm just yeah. saying. I'm I was just kidding. kidding. I know. I know, Josh. <laughs> I know. No, but I like your idea. Hashtag vaccinate. If not, then hashtag donate. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag donate. Donate it, baby. Donate it. But I don't think you're allowed to. I, totally I don't agree. think you can't go to the doctor and be like, well, I don't want the vaccination for myself. But if you would not, don't mind just putting it in this little jug, you know, I'll transport it to my friend in uh, so in, Bangladesh. In, um, in, in Canada, we, ha we had three vaccines. We actually had four. We had a Johnson & Johnson, a Moderna, mm -hmm. a Pfizer, and an AstraZeneca. Yeah. The Johnson & Johnson, they, got, they tried it on a, a small percentage of people and they got rid of it right away yeah. so but the astrazeneca they were finding that some people had mild side effects so in canada they stopped it what happened was they had i don't i don't know one uh, maybe around a million that number might be wrong but it was a high number yeah. of astrazeneca doses that they let expire Oof. they could have literally taken them deliberately and shipped, deliberately they could have right. literally taken those and shipped them to anywhere in the world and people would have been happy to take them they would have been happy to take them, but they deliberately, um, they deliberately let them expire. This, this is, I just like, well, how, long, how, how long do those uh, actually have? Do, do the Pfizer and the other ones have uh, expiration dates? I think they do. They do, they do. They must have an expiration date. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. They must have an expiration date. Well, that's yeah. crazy. I didn't know that. So I, what, yeah, what yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'll talk. Um, one of my questions was going to be if you were going to expand and do, you know, after you get done with the everybody, once everybody's vaccinated for the most part, you know, and that yeah. kind of goes away. Do you have an idea for the next phase of t-shirts and motivational? Well, uh, so I, I've been, I, I'm, I'm a creative person. So I've, I've always had like creative projects on the go my entire life and so i've been working on a children's book for the last four years called above and beyond a refugee tale and it basically tells my story it's a three-part it's, it's supposed to be three books and it tells my story uh as a refugee from afghanistan to canada and i've been working with a painter to to do the illustration so she's not an illustrator she's a painter so she's doing each each page full-scale paintings and okay. so there's a lot of research that goes into it and a lot of, there's a lot of work in that. 
So we've been working on it for four years. Hopefully by the end of this year, early next year, the first book will be out. I also have, um, I built a YouTube reading channel for kids, an interactive YouTube channel where it explores the wonderful world of children's literature called Our Reading Corner. Okay. I've been working on, I started to work on that in February of last year and then the pandemic hit, so I couldn't work with my videographer anymore, but we have a couple of episodes. I'm hoping to pick that, uh, to pick that back up. But I also, I, I do, I do, I write. So I've written a little bit about, um, the experiences of refugees. And as a teacher, I, with another colleague, we run workshops supporting and understanding refugee students with trauma, where we, where we do, we run workshops for teachers to give them an understanding of the refugee student experience and how they can create a holistic uh, strategies and implement a holistic culture within your classroom to support refugee students. Right. So that's, that's kind of the that's things I've been, I've been working on. And um, like I said, a lot of those projects have to been put on pause because of the, because of pandemic. the pandemic. So that's where, that's where the t-shirts came. Um, but I have, I have a, I'm, so I, I am working on these t-shirts, uh, but I have a bigger t-shirt idea down the road that um, I might or might not um, try. Okay. And, and one more. Yeah, and I, oh, somewhere boy. down the road, I would like to start a podcast. There he is. All yeah, right. That's yeah. what we're talking what, about. What would that be called? What do you think that would be called? What would I it be about? I don't have. Okay, I don't have a name, but it 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 definitely will be about conversations where that we are that are absent within our mainstream media. Okay. Right. So so like for example, I'm from Afghanistan. Right. I, I, I watch a lot of news. I watch a lot of Canadian news. I watch a lot of American news. Yeah. And Afghanistan's not being covered properly. Right. No, no. It's not being, it's not being covered properly. Right now where, where right now, you Afghanistan know, are you from, if you don't mind. I was born in Kabul. Oh, the capital city. Yeah. And actually when we left when we skipped Afghanistan, we moved to Mumbai. No way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we lived there, there for a while. Go. So you speak and, uh, you speak uh, any Indian languages as well? No, I speak Dari. Dari, okay. which is a, which like is a, a dialect of Farsi. Yeah. And so what's happening in Afghanistan now that the United States uh, has has left? Guess who's come back in? The Taliban. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they, there's there's been a lot of violence towards yeah. Afghans that's not being reported. And yeah. so those are the kind of conversations I want to have. Right. I I wanna I wanna look at the I wanna explore the macro through yeah. the micro. That's good. And that's point. yeah. That's what. Yeah. That's and, as far as I got with my podcast idea. And Afghanistan is just one example. There are so many other areas where things are happening which are not being covered. Afghanistan by, is one example. Correct. Exactly. You know. Yeah. For example, what's happening in Yemen? By the way, the war what's has been going on Yemen? for over three 100%. years now. Yeah. Uh, what's happening in Yemen? It's. Um, because we're so distracted with the virus, with the exactly. pandemic. We've just, yeah. we forgot that the rest of the world exists. This, this kind of is giving them an upper hand to continue con- doing that. Yeah, we're distracted. So, so there's like, greater oppression yeah, yeah. and exploitation. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. By the way, yeah. like Eid Mubarak, I'm not sure if you're Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, Much so appreciated. No worries. No worries. Yeah. So the always, always like I know I'm going on a bit of a tan- tangent here, but I've been very interested myself. Like I, although I come from a science background, but I take a very heavy interest in politics. And the Middle East is something which, uh, you know, which I which I quite like reading about, just because it's so it's so complex, and it has a rich history 
of you know just complicated issues not being dealt with the way it should have been dealt with the, the middle east has a rich history of colonization yeah that's a big problem right all these all these borders that have created the countries yeah yeah, yeah. they're 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 western made exactly right? exactly made. so I hope that whatever projects you're doing and everything, and even your book uh, Above and Beyond, which is, coming, which is going to tell your story, it would have that underlying message that, hey, this should not be ignored. This is something that we should talk about. Yeah. So, so I like, I, as a teacher, children's books are my, my tools of the trade. Yeah. So I know children's books very well. I know the market well. And yeah. when, I try to, when I find books for my students about um, experiences of refugees, of Muslims, uh, it's always written from the white lens, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. Always written. It's it's never written from a from a from someone that's experienced it. So that's where the idea came. Yeah. And the first book. And by the way, my books are written for children and adults. Yeah. So right. it's. It, and my first book is really looking at the conditions that that the conditions that create the refugee. Okay. That's my first book. So my my first book really explores pre-war Afghanistan. Yeah. And and the the slow um, erosion of yeah. the society and country through the Soviet invasion and what that means in terms of freedoms and human rights. And through the end of the book, the characters become refugees. Right. right? So okay. it's beautiful. So that's the first book, and then the second book is about the journey, and then the third book is my experiences uh, growing up in Canada as an immigrant. So. Yeah. And, and, and what age were you when you came over here? Like, yeah, so I, we left. We, uh, what happened was um, in Afghanistan, my, uh, my mother was a teacher. Right. And so what was happening is when the Soviets came, yeah. um, not the Soviets per, per se, but more the Soviet influence, the yeah. Russian influence, communism influence. Yeah. They were rounding out, rounding about teachers, doctors, lawyers, imprisoning yeah. them. And so my mother, my mother's, uh, my mother's my hero because she's, she has, she has, uh, she's, she, she knows, she knows she's a hustler. My mother's yeah. a hustler. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Mo, I don't know if you know the comedian when he was telling his story on his, on his uh, comedy uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. Your voice kind of cut up. Sorry. My my mom. My mom's a hustler. Right. Okay. Let, let yeah. me let me explain that. I'm sure Josh is like, oh my gosh, what is he talking about? Hey, it's, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, man. As long as she gets the vaccine. So what my mom did. What my mom did is she found out like, oh my gosh, they're they're rounding about. They're taking all. They're gonna maybe imprison me. Okay. My mother came up with a grand plan, a master right. plan, right. and what she did was that. She got my grandmother a, a medical visa to India. Right. Okay. She got yeah. my grandmother a medical visa to India, and my mom was going to be her, her accompaniment. She okay. was going to accompany her to India. And okay. because my brother and I were my mother's dependents, we were allowed to go. So that's how we got out of India, Afghanistan. Otherwise, yeah. we would not have been out of Afghanistan. When we got to Afghanistan, my, my father had set up um, – like uh, underground housing for us. Like he had, he had built uh, networks in India. So when we got to India, someone took us to 
this home for a couple of days and then this home for a couple, like we just traveled quite a bit throughout India. Yeah. And during that time, my, my mother, my uncle was, the, my uncle was helping us as well, was able to get enough money to get us forged passports to Germany. And so the night before, the night before, two nights before, we were supposed to get on this flight. My grandmother had a stroke. And my grandmother had a stroke. And so what happened was we couldn't cancel these tickets. This is, this is, all, the, this is all the money we had. And yeah. we had to get on this flight. So my mother literally took my grandmother and two kids. I was five. My brother was three and a half, four. And got us on the plane. Got us on the plane in Germany. And when we got to Germany, I will never forget this. When we got to Germany, we got off on the plane. We got into the, into the terminal. She literally dropped on the floor and claimed asylum. Mm. She literally dropped on the floor and claimed asylum because my mom knew is that she just had to get us to Germany from Afghanistan. She just had to get us to Germany. When we were in Germany, we stayed at a refugee camp for a couple of weeks, couple of months. And then my aunt who was living at Germany was able to take us in. And then two years later, my father came to Germany and then we stayed another two years in Germany, and then all of us came to uh, Canada. You stayed in Germany for four years as well. I stayed in Germany for four years. I stayed in India uh, about a year. Right. Yeah. Six all this when you were year. very young, huh? All this when I was very young. Yeah, all this when I was young. So I came to Canada when I was six years old. Six, no, 80, 88. Seven years. I was turning seven. Seven years old. Yeah, and it's, it was, it's, it's that's crazy you can remember that far back when your mom collapsed and yelled asylum that's pretty that's yeah pretty, you know like, so what it's got to put a children that experience trauma yeah. it's yeah. it's etched it's etched in your mind you know like it's it's etched mm -hmm. i have i have very very precise memories of that experience at that age when we were in india when we were in india have you ever seen that movie lion yeah of course yeah Dave right. Patel, right they could tell where a little boy gets lost for. in India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that happened to me in India. That no happened way. to me. That happened to me in India. That happened to me in India. And literally, I got lost. And and by the some some blessing, I my mom was able to end up finding me. In in Mumbai, it's like a big city. In Mumbai, in Mumbai, biggest city in the world. Correct in Mumbai. So <laughs> when I there? my mom. Let me Google that right now. Seventh biggest city in the world should give so, you some idea. So yes, I, 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 want to, I want to, I'm, I'm about to turn 40. And once in a while, my mom brings up that story and yeah. her face goes white. Mm. Till this day, yeah. her face goes white when what she would tells have, that story. What would have happened if you guys had stayed in Afghanistan? She didn't get you out of there. You, maybe you already touched on so, that, but I didn't, I didn't hear I didn't really. No. So what happened? What happened was to, what happened to Afghanistan is they were they ended up uh, they were in war for until yeah. 1989 with the Soviets and then the Soviets exited, okay. and then when the Soviets exited, the United States exited, and after the United States exited, uh, what happened was there was there uh, there were warlords that took over, and then there was a civil war, hmm. and then the Taliban came, and then 9/11 occurred, and the United States came back. And now we're back in this vicious cycle. But what happened to those and people that did not get out? Nobody they has did, learned a lesson. Who, what happened to those people that did not, that were not able to leave 
uh, Afghanistan? What happened? Many like? died. Many died. But there, there was a, there was a. Afghanistan has the second, has top five in terms of refugees. Many fled, and the the the, the unfortunate, the ones in poverty, the ones that couldn't afford to leave, they 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 remain in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. They remain in Afghanistan, and they've gone through forty years of war. Forty years. That's how many generations is that of yeah. of war? It's crazy, crazy man. Yeah, I thought I had a a yeah. rough upbringing not even not even nowhere near yours at all i'm from peru and my and we had to leave there okay we had to leave there because of terrorist attacks that were happening the kentucky fried chicken down the road for me exploded killed all kinds of people and uh, that got got us to get out of there and we came to the u.s moved to mississippi how old were you uh when i moved i was nine yeah so i was in in yeah yeah yeah. Wow. And you still yeah. speak? You speak Spanish? I do. I speak Spanish. I I, got, I okay. don't know what. Ha- I don't know. Maybe nine is the age where you can lose the accent. I don't know how I lost. I, how I don't twelve. Have a little bit After of twelve, accent. you keep it. Twelve, thirteen years old. Yeah. Is that what it, it is? Okay. Yeah. So I just squeaked in. Yeah. Under. Yeah. Damn man! Yeah. I wish I had a heartfelt emotional story about my childhood. But I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <man. laughs> We'll make one up for you. Maybe, uh, maybe he can cut. Maybe you can uh, make a fifth book, you know, and that could be <laughs> that could be Jag. What I did want to ask, going back to you know your what your stance was with uh, in, between Israel and Palestine. I know Joe Rogan Ooh. just had a fascinating guest. Fascinating. Yeah. Guest. So uh, it was a female. I, I well, before name, I answer but, that question, how much do you know? How much? How much have you s- dedicated to understand what's going on? I yeah. listened to the majority of the podcast that Joe Rogan had with a lady who. Uh, yeah, I, I watched that. Field yeah, she's very well. She's wonderful. Yeah, and yeah. she she enlightened yeah. me about a lot about what was going on. Yeah. And basically, Israel is uh, wiping them out, and uh, they are uh, sending people in to Palestinians' homes and having them squat. You know what a squatter is, right? Somebody that yeah. just goes to your house and just stays there and won't leave. Correct. Paid like, by, a, like a parasite. Correct. Yeah. Parasite. But, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's what's but publicized. Can government. you imagine what's not publicized? What's not reported? Right. So Palestine, Palestine is a byproduct of, uh, Western foreign policy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The, in, in 19, 1948, uh, when they created the country of Israel, they, some land was taken from the Palestinians. And since, since then, there has been conflict in that area. What is that? What are we at? 70? Almost? How many years is that? Since the 40s? Yeah, 60-something years, right? So since the 40s, 80-something years. years? Yeah, and 80. over... over Yes. So, so I, I, as a result of that, there were Palestinian refugees who left and they went to neighboring countries. But, uh, and, but the Palestinians that remained over the course of that time, the, the, their land began to shrink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's shrinking it to, to the shrink. point. Yeah, now it's like completely reversed. Now Israel has the majority and, and Palestine has very, very small pockets, including the Gaza Strip. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But 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 little by little. But what's also happening is, is, is human rights violations, right? Oh, yeah. So I mean, there has been uh, the United Nations has 
has been very critical of Israel. Human rights organizations have been very critical. Um, yeah, so you're of, on the Palestinian side of this argument. I am too, I believe. Is, I'm on the side of human rights. Feels, I'm on yeah, the side yeah. of human rights. Well, that's what I'm saying. It seems like they're, they're, that, that's what they're doing. Not only are they taking people's houses, the but they're also making them pay for taxes. Demolish their homes. Yeah. They're, or, they're, or paying, they're asking them to pay to demolish their own homes. Yes. Right? And they're, they're taking them over. They're, they're telling them to leave and they to have to pay a tax on their home that is being demolished by people that are overtaking. Right. Them. And like I said, this is just what's being reported there. Right. And so what's been what's really interesting when you watch the media is who is who is vilified? Who is the vilified? The oppressor, the oppressor right? Who is yeah. who? Right. So like I watch I watch a lot of American media and I watch it because it's very different than any any other media in the entire world. Right. It's it's newstainment, I call it. Newstainment. Oh, yeah. oh, it's like it's it's like Fox News, CNN. They're like a version of Entertainment Tonight and Access Hollywood. Yeah, except they're so they're scared that the coronavirus is going to go away. They're, they're, they're frightened on. that coronavirus is going to go away because they won't have anything to talk about or scare anybody. With and this, so uh, stuff. and so what I find when I when I when I watch American media. Is that there's not much journalism there's there's not much reporting detailed journalism when it comes to Palestine and Israel. No, there's not enough. Not. They, they actually it's propaganda you know the towards the Israelis. Is, they're making Palestine you know what the scary, look bad. The scary what, what really scares me is that sorry, one second. Let me just get a charger. Yeah, in always. I'll do that one second. Take a little TV no timeout to promote yeah. our sponsor. Our sponsor, hashtag vaccinated. Maybe he could be our first sponsor. What do you think? We, about we, that? we should, we, we should, yeah. We, we need to shout have a, out. The, we should shout out hashtag vaccinated. Hashtag yeah. vaccinated. And that's our, yeah. we, we should ask him when he comes back. If you Absolutely. Well, hey, Josh, like, I got a, I got a bounce at like nine. I hope that's not, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. We can just fi finish this up. I, that was the last of my questions, actually, that last one, because I think we touched on everything else that I want to talk about. Except the sponsoring thing that she just said. The sponsoring thing. Let's see. Wait, wait for him to get his headset back. Is it hashtag vaccinated or hashtag? Because I really want to get that T-shirt. I don't know why, but like it, it appeals to me. Yeah. You know. With the peace sign. Yeah, the peace sign. By the way, I just saw a message uh, from Matt. Looks like he decided to join 15 minutes before, but he couldn't Hello. see it. Oh, really? Can you yeah. hear me? Yes, oh. we can. Perfect. Yeah, sorry about that. What really scares me is this conversations we're having about Palestine and Israel. Yeah. Um, and so, are you? Uh, do you know? Do you know who Dwight Howard is? I always I know, go back to. I know reference. who Dwight Howard is. Yes. Right. Okay. And Josh is a big basketball fan. Uh, no, <laughs> from I Atlanta. Like basketball. I watch. Uh, okay. <laughs> Dwight Howard played for the Orlando Magic. Yes, sir. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, Dwight Howard tweeted hashtag Free Palestine. That's all he tweeted. That's yeah. all he tweeted, hashtag free Palestine. Within, I don't know, an hour, an hour and a half, he retracted it because so many, so many people yeah. were attacking him for being anti-Semitist, right? So okay. the, what's, really, what's really concerning to me is how, is how we're aligning anti-Semitism with being critical of Israel's policies, uh, right? Because right. we need to take anti-Semitism seriously. Yeah. It is, it, it's, it's, it's something, an issue. It's an issue. It's an issue, it's yeah. an issue right? Yeah. It's a hundred percent an issue. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a student of history yeah. and I've studied, I've, 
I've studied, I've studied the history of the Holocaust and the experiences of, of, of the Jewish uh, diaspora in Europe pre-Holocaust and post, uh, post pre-war and uh, post-war. And their experiences are disheartening. And yeah. anti-Semitism is a serious issue, right? Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a virus that we need to stomp everywhere we see it. It's, it's absolutely an issue. So it really disheartens me when, when you watch the news and somebody is critical of Israel's policies and they get, they get labeled as anti-Semitism. Yeah, but you can't say right? anything That's without the, without sparking some kind of you know you can't say right. But this narrative is without this narrative is very you know, deep. If you're really going to tackle it, you you have to have a little bit of a little bit of tough skin on certain things. I well, you know, in order to get it's, the point it's, it's 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 worrisome because because you know like where what other. Idiot. Where else does rules apply? Like if I'm if I'm critical critic, uh, if I'm critical of India's policies, am I anti-Hindu? If I criticize if I criticize Saudi Arabia, am I anti-Islamic? There's no if I criticize. That's what, I, that's, that's uh, what I'm saying. The, yeah. There's got to be a little leeway to, to be able to say something, right? So this See, is this is where it's concerning. Free really speech, concerning. yeah. Free speech is a double-edged sword, to me. And your Dwight Howard example, I'm quite familiar with that because I saw, I don't know how familiar you are with India's politics. So the farmers protests that were yes, going on. Yes, I'm very there. familiar, yeah. So if you know about the Rihanna's tweet that she did, uh, so she Rihanna? said, why, Rihanna, so she said, so the farmers were protesting yeah. in India and everything, and it was not being televised just because, you know, as Ajmer mentioned, things happening in the East doesn't really get much television time in the West. So she just tweeted that, why is no one talking about this? So many farmers protesting in India didn't really take any sides, but just said that. And she got bombarded with threats and all those emails that, why are you take, why are you entering into this? This has nothing to do with your country. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And everything. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It goes to my point. You can't say anything anymore without, without everybody just getting upset. But, we need but, but does that, should that stop you from saying? I don't think so, but that's the whole thing. I don't think so. I think that's the whole thing with free speech is you should be able to, you know, and not be met by hate, you know? I think the, uh, the, the side that's raising up against somebody questioning, yeah. how, how are we gonna ever get yeah, to the end if we don't speech, ask questions, you know? Free speech, free speech has its limitations. I mean, if you look at the, um, if you look at the American Constitution, you, you, it says you have free speech, but you have free speech from persecution of government. It doesn't mean you have free speech and have no consequences from it, right? You can mm -hmm. still lose your job. You can still be harassed. You can still lose your family. There's still consequences to free speech, but just the notion of a free speech is, hey, the government can't persecute me. But that's, that concept has changed along the way as well. We are realizing that you can't have hate speech, Yeah. right? Oh. Hate speech that incites violence is deeply, deeply problematic right. as well. So the, the, the notion of free speech has evolved from what it first was or its first inception. There needs to be more questions asked and less statements said. Oh, yeah, know? the Socratic method of inquiring knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. Put it out as a question, you know, and instead of, you know, putting out as a, a fact, you know, a lot of people are going to take to it a little more if, uh, 
you know, if you're giving them an opportunity to describe what they're facts. feeling about yeah. that particular issue. Hey, fact sells more yeah. than opinions, my friend. Yeah. Unfortunately. But you know, the, going back to your question about uh, Palestine and Israel, yeah. I think I think what's what's really sh- shifted and it's been really interesting to see is uh, how uh, the how social media is being used to build awareness to uh, quote unquote be for us to become woke because like Josh if it wasn't for a Joe Rogan podcast would you ever have been aware of what's happening in Palestine Yeah I'm very aware actually of what's happening over there I used to have a high school teacher who talked about the middle spoke about the middle east and uh, I was fascinated by Sunni Shiite that whole you know yeah thing going no, on but I, I i get your point ajmer like a 24 year old me would definitely google something at the very instant yeah like, but think about yeah. how people are using this phone think about yeah. how they're using it right to build to build a, a, awareness yeah right something happens if something happens we have our cameras ready and we're 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 visual as human beings we're visual right so we can read it in a book we can hear it on the radio but when we see it and it's happening in real time it it affects us yeah and so when when um when we look at the black life lives matter movement when we when we look at um what's happening in palestine the 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 camera social media is 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 being used as a tool to advocate for human rights and to put a spotlight on on oppression and injustice and i'm really i'm really in awe of how this generation what's this generation called generation y i don't know what they're called no no uh, what is the 20 year olds and 18 19 20 year olds generation z gen z i guess z? yeah gen z gen z i really love how gen z is using social media i i i'm i'm in awe of them how how informed they are how insightful they are and how they're and, and yeah they're born with it and how they're using it as a tool for sustainable change it's so ins- it's so inspiring you know i got on i got on tiktok i don't know uh, a year a year and a half ago and i was just making like we were on a teacher strike and i was just making like informed videos of the teacher strike and dancing and then having like captions about the issues and at first when i started to use tiktok it was it was nonsense it was garbage it was mindless garbage and then as you start to sift through the trash you find you find diamonds and there are so many people now on social media that 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 are advocates those are social advocates yeah and it's it's incredibly powerful and i think i think it's going to it's going to sh- sh- shift it's going to shift our collective consciousness and we're seeing it now we we saw it we saw it with the black lives matter movement yeah we we're seeing what's happening in terms of our awareness between palestine and israel what's happening yeah. in palestine yeah so it's it, it, it i i hope it continues i hope it definitely definitely continues i hope it gets involved in us so that more and more people are aware of what's happening in we're, yemen we're, we're more aware 100% yeah, yeah. well it's sort of platform just like this as silly as it may sound you know it's not like we're the biggest podcast in the world not yet not yet but at some point we will and uh yeah, as we like talk- to say as muslims like to say inshallah inshallah which means inshallah. god willing yeah. god willing absolutely absolutely and, and, and it's eid as well so you know it's and it's and 
and it's eat as well. <laughs> yeah. Have well, you had the feast yet, Ajmer? Or are you going to do that soon? Yeah, I went, I went to see my... Well, it's not so much of a feast with the pandemic, but I did went yeah. to see... Uh, we got together yes, on Sunday All right. with my family. Had, but it's not, it's not the same. Yeah, I got it. It's not the same. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. Ashmir, I did have so one more did question. You... Are you going to yeah. Yeah. So be something. our first uh, sponsor? Sponsor us and then we're going to tag hashtag vaccinated t-shirts on this podcast. You just got well, <laughs> a coin. That's it. Just a little chingling here and there. <laughs> what, like a couple of free t-shirt contests? A couple of free t-shirts. Let me wear them. I'll put it back here next to my hat, under my hat. Build how, about I, how, about, how about you do a contest and the winner gets a, gets a t-shirt? That's my it. sponsorship contribution. I love it. I love it. And we'll donate the t-shirt. Yeah, let me donate. go. Donate the t-shirt do the and con- the vaccine. Do the contest. <laughs> You're gonna <laughs> right. donate the vaccine. Imagine if it comes as a bundle pack. <laughs> you could donate the T-shirt and the vaccine together in a bundle, <laughs> and the two, three, one, two pack. for one. Yeah, exactly. Two for one bundle. Two for one. I love it. Two for one bundle. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to visit North Carolina. Such a yeah. such a beautiful. Come on over. Such a beautiful place. I yeah, I've always, always wanted to visit Kabul actually because I love Afghani food. There it is. There you can see a little bit of the outside there, can't you? Nice. Oh, nice. What is the summers like? Is it hot? How hot is the summers? Like 90s. 90s, 80s. 80s, 90s. Wait, no, I'm sorry. You're Celsius. What the hell is that? Yes, I was going to say, can you translate it? It's going to be 23 Celsius. No, No, between 25. 90 is 32. 90 is 32. Okay, yeah. Yeah, high 20s, low 30s. Yeah. High 20s, low 30s. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And how long have you two been doing this podcast? So that's a good story. So I've, I've been, I have like a separate podcast that I do and I've been doing that for about two years. And then I just joined, Josh kind of, you know, piqued my interest into this. And uh, we've been doing this for, Josh, I want to say like uh, more than month. two months. Yeah, a month, two months. Yeah. We month, took a little, months. we took a little break. He got his shots. I was sick. Yeah, Every, this, Matt was on vacation. Okay. The so, second vaccine really got me down, really knocked me over. Yeah. How, how many days? How many days? Two days. I was just on my Okay. Bed. Two days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> but, you know, Which all my family's, it? all my family's worried that I've gotten the mixed thing, but you know, it's, they don't know. They don't know. Like it's, to me, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I've seen, I've read the science behind it. It, 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 both of them look similar to me. Like both of them are the RNAs, which is the yeah, they're they're mRNAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, they 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 work they work similar. What did you get, Pfizer and then Moderna, or you got Pfizer Astra- first, Pfizer first, Moderna second? Okay, so you got a, you didn't even get an AstraZeneca. Like no. that's great. You got a Moderna, you got a you got a Moderna, you got a Pfizer, and it didn't mix with the AstraZeneca. Okay. No, no. Yeah, I, I don't know why they didn't continue with the AstraZeneca, but I do understand. I do understand. Yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense because they had a lot of pressure from the public. Yeah. Well, yeah. Money talks, right? I mean, who's Moderna under? Let's just go. Let's do this because Pfizer is the one that Bill Gates does, right? <laughs> what? I'm, what? Is that wrong? <laughs> Is that no, like, I, inaccurate? I have no knowledge. You would know better than me about the... Yeah, Bill Gates is the one that has... The Pfizer, silent the investors. That created, no, that he's the one that created or is sending all the money funding the Pfizer vaccine. Am I wrong, Jack? Look at that, buddy. Where's I, Matt? Matt should be here. I, unfortunately, I have no idea about this. I do right. know that there are individual 
manufacturers, both Pfizer yeah. and Moderna. Yeah. Sure Johnson & Johnson was by Johnson & Johnson. Right. Moderna, I believe, is a European company. Yeah, I can be wrong. I believe it is a European company. I'm sorry, Moderna, you said? Yeah. Could be. Is it? No. Pfizer is American. Pfizer is uh, American. Yeah. I've, yeah, I yeah it's Bill Gates. Bill Gates? How do you, how do you, spell, how do you okay. spell it? Yeah, Bill PF. Gates makes the Pfizer. PF? Yeah, so it's P-F-I-Z-E-R. That's why. That, or right. in your case, Z-E-R. Z-E-R. You're American. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm the worst at looking stuff up. Let's see. Yeah, I know oh, Jack, well, Jack's got another appointment at 9 o'clock, so we, we're going to kind of wrap this up. Uh, anyway, I'll perfect. look up and see if I can find this. Any last or final words uh, from you? No, that's it. If, if anyone's interested, visit my website, hashtag all words, hashtag vaccinate.ca. Sign up for my blog, Humans of the Pandemic, where I share stories about my experiences working at a COVID-positive shelter. 15% uh, of every T-shirt sold goes to... Uh, a charity that supports those greatly affected by the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, so the, the first charity that I'm um, going to donate to is called Sojourn House. It's a, it's a shelter here in Toronto that supports uh, refugees. And uh, for all your wonderful and loyal listeners, if you buy a t-shirt, just put in 15 off, 15OFF, all lowercase, and you'll get 15% off your your uh, order and i think your american customers will be happy it's in canadian dollars so you're saving right there right away <laughs> the canadian the canadian dollars taking a body slam taking a body slam right now with the american and what did yeah. you say the code was one more time 15 off 15 off 15 off perfect yeah yeah, yeah. awesome perfect thank you so much, all right thank you so a much pleasure, friend a pleasure and if you there, if if batman and rob Anytime you need an Alfred to come in on this podcast, you let me know. I'm happy to join you guys. All right, man. We do. Yeah, All right. Always a friend. All right. Have a good one. All right. Later Thank on. You bro. So Bye. Much. Bye. Bye.